0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I'm going to be looking at the third book in the Witch P.I. series by Adele Abbott which is called Witches When Everything Went Crazy. Um, I'm having a hard time keeping these titles straight in my head because they're all kind of similar and they all have like the same pun at the beginning but I will try and refer to this one as the correct title as I go through this review. Now I got back into these as I said in the last uh, review for book two because someone was talking about how much they enjoy the series in the comment section on YouTube um, which is fair enough. I am kind of enjoying them. They're kind of light and fluffy and they have like a good amount of Casey action going through them so I don't mind reading them but I did just find out that there are 32 books in the series and I'm not entirely sure if the series is over yet Um, so that's a big commitment and uh, I'm one of those people who when they start reading a series kind of feels like they have to read the whole thing so I'm struggling right now um, and I will try and fit these in around the other books that I want to read because I have purchased them with money and because you don't just want a review of the same series like every episode but uh, that means that i will maybe start to forget some of the plot points so apologies in advance now this book goes much in the same way as the second one there are lots of itty bitty little plot points going along uh, several small and large mysteries being solved and obviously stuff going on in main character jill's personal life the blurb is actually really short on goodreads it says a love struck cat a wedding and a hit and run murder there's never a dull moment for p.i and budding witch jill gooder but how will she cope when the magic goes to a whole new level now that's a reference to the fact that jill has recently moved up a level in spell casting she was on level one she's now on level two i think there are six levels in total and they get harder and require more focus but she's making really good progress she's kind of like a magical protégé which is very impressive now the hit and run murder referenced in the blurb is sort of like the main mystery element to the plot there are of course several other mysteries to the point where i started to feel a little bit bombarded by them i kind of wanted there to be more focus on the main mystery and then maybe one or maybe two at a stretch smaller mysteries um to keep jill's private life relevant to the plot but we did have quite a number of mysteries so in addition to the murder mystery element there was also the mystery of what was going on with jill's neighbor mr Ivers, who had gone from being a boring dude to being kind of a stud with the ladies there was also a mystery of who had run off with the holiday money and um, that jill's sister and husband had pitched in with a whole group of people to go on holiday and there was another mystery um, element: Jill's mother's wedding ring going missing from the nursing home where she obviously died in the first book. There's a sort of semi-mystery at the beginning, which I don't really count as a mystery. But uh, Winky is getting—that's th- the cat. Uh, Winky the cat is getting deliveries of cat treats, and also some of Mrs. V's scarves are going missing. I mean it's pretty obvious what's happening there but it was just kind of like another mystery so there's a lot of stuff going on and I kind of wish that it had been scaled back because there were already quite a lot of other things going on in addition to the mysteries uh, for example an attack by the evil one or the dark one I think he's called the dark one uh, basically the series is Voldemort uh, and a whole wedding and hen night thing to do with um, Jill's mum getting remarried as a ghost and then the plot line of Kathy wanting to spend her birthday with Jill but Jill also having the commitment of the wedding on that day so that had to be like gone through so so, so there was a lot to pack into the book and again I started to feel like maybe it was just too much and it needs to be kind of thinned out a little bit um, because otherwise it's just kind of too crazy and too hectic and there's too much to remember um, so that was probably my main gripe with the book. Overall, um, the satisfaction rate of the, the mysteries being solved was pretty good. Um, I liked the conclusion to the Missing Holiday Money one, although I had forgotten who one of the like perpetrators was by the time we got to the end because... Obviously, there have been so much other stuff laid on top of it that I just started to lose track of people's names and what they were doing. And I couldn't be bothered to go back because I was on my Kindle and it was just too complicated. So that was slightly disappointing. Um, Also, and this is a spoiler alert, the main murder mystery. Now, in the last review of the second book, I did kind of criticise it for wrapping up the main mystery around the 68% mark and then not really having anything to base the rest of the book around that doesn't happen this time the mystery does kind of go on in the book but I wouldn't say that it was satisfactorily wrapped up Uh, and here is why so what basically happens is a lady who is serving as a judge at a dog competition and does so every time they do it sort of like the local equivalent of Crufts she is the victim of a hit and run in the street outside her house and uh, her doctor who happens to be paying a visit is there and he like pronounces her at the scene uh, and she says the name of her son right before she dies so people like jill goes into it with the assumption that her two kids who stand to inherit quite a lot of money from her and who didn't want her to change her will in favor of the dog charity um they were the ones responsible for killing her so jill goes on to investigate that It turns out it was neither of those kids Um, and what actually happened was that a guy who felt that the woman was unfairly biased against pugs had gone to see her to try and change her mind because he felt that his dog was being looked over in the competition and when he basically tried to bribe her to let his dog go through to like the final round or whatever, she reacted very strongly and said that she was going to turn him in, that he'd be disqualified from the um, competition and this guy was her doctor which is why he was actually there so he tried to give her a sedative because she's quite an old lady and she was becoming hysterical at which point she ran out of the house and into the road and was hit by a car which then drove away and i was like oh okay so now we know why she just randomly ran out of the house into the road but when are we going to find the person who hit her with their car and then drove off which is a crime and they definitely were the ones who killed her but we never find out who that is there's a little bit of to and froing about whether the guy who sort of chased her out into the street was at fault for her death, which I would say if his version of events is to be believed, no, because he wasn't like chasing her or threatening her in any way, but she was afraid of him. But she got hit by a car that then just drove off and they never find who was driving it or where they went to or why they didn't stop. So it it, it just really irritated me that the actual crime that had been committed wasn't solved by the end of the book and to be honest that kind of put a downer on this and I would say this was probably my least favourite one so far of the three that I've read in the series. The murder mystery is sort of wrapped up and not really spoken about anymore around the 86% mark which I would say is a pretty good Um, point in the story for the main case to be wrapped up but again um, what basically happens is it's just Jill uh, talking to her little police detective friend Jack about what's going to happen to the guy the the doctor who chased her out into the street Uh, and then she asks what about the car and Jack says we're still looking for it I'm not sure if we'll ever find it that's just all we get Moving on from the sort of mystery elements to the Jill's personal life elements of the story, um, there are a couple of callbacks to things that have happened previously, like the beanie baby rustling. Um, and uh, those things are sort of built into the story and not really plot relevant. Um, but the whole idea of Kathy and her spending the day together on the same day as the wedding was kind of a big thing that was brought up in the previous book. And I was expecting there to be some like ramifications in this but it actually kind of gets pulled off really well um Kathy doesn't suspect anything there isn't really any moment where Jill is in danger of being discovered I was slightly confused because I think we were told in the last book that when Jill goes to Candlefield time doesn't pass in the mortal world Yet when she disappears, because um, basically what she's doing is spending the day with Kathy but occasionally going to the toilet, and that's when she teleports herself back to the wedding in Candlefield, uh, not telling anyone there that she's also spending the day with Kathy because she doesn't really want to cause a scene. Um, but when she comes back from that, Kathy is like saying, Well, where have you been for so long? and I was confused as to how much time was passing, if it was just passing slower or not at all. And, I, I couldn't remember how that was meant to work during all of this switching backwards and forwards and during the wedding um, there is an attack by the dark one uh, Jill goes to her aunt's house to change into her like wedding reception outfit I guess and there are two followers who are, like hooded cultists who follow the dark one in the house who run away when she goes in and then she doesn't mention this to anyone and for an ostensibly intelligent person this is the dumbest thing that anyone has ever done and it kind of annoyed me because Jill seems to be quite a practical character in all other respects but in this regard she just kind of went oh I don't really want to ruin the wedding so I'm not going to say anything anywho uh so it looks like we're going to see some more direct hunting of the dark one or more involvement of that in the plot going forwards because after he or she teleports one of jill's cousins away and then teleports her straight back with the message saying i can take anyone you love which is like pretty dark stuff um jill starts looking into ways that have been trying to find the dark one and basically trying to come up with new ways because she can't believe that so little progress has been made on this by the magical community and to be honest i'm right there with her i suppose the other main kind of plot relevant thing going forward is that while jill is continuing her burgeoning relationship with detective jack uh she's also still kind of got um the wizard guy from Candlefield on the hook. But at the end of the book, she finds out from her friend like in the magic police that that guy has actually been arrested by her before. And to be honest, I kind of think he might be the dark one. Uh, But that would probably be too obvious, so I don't know who the Dark One is. I'm vaguely interested in finding out, which is sort of why I want to read the rest of the series. Again, the tone of the book is quite light-hearted in most respects. There's, like, humour and jokes and things, and I enjoy about 40% of those. The rest I don't really find that funny. I find them a teeny bit contrived. But the rest of the time I do quite enjoy it. The thing that bothers me about it slightly is that it is very, to use a very technical term bitty in that there aren't like a whole chapter where it's set in candlefield or a whole chapter dealing with one thing there are chapters but then within the chapters there are sections with page breaks and the sections are quite short and choppy and it'll be like Jill at the office having a laugh with Winky the cat about something stupid that the cat's doing and then talking to Mrs. V about something stupid Mrs. V's doing and then it'll page break and she's in Candlefield and she's talking to her cousins who are having another hilarious mishap and then there's a page break and she's back at um, her office but now the detective has come to see her and it's two days later than it was a couple of seconds ago and it feels very much like someone has written a bunch of like humorous skits and then just kind of sandwich them all together and I'm not saying that the plot doesn't flow or that the time doesn't make sense because it actually does which is quite a good aspect of the writing but at the same time it does kind of leave you feeling like you are watching like a michelin Webb motor mystery show like that is just made up of a bunch of different skits or a bunch of different clips of various different episodes that have been sandwiched together all in all I think basically everything that I've raised is more so a matter of like my own taste than bad writing I do think the books are quite well written they're just not to my specific tastes so I am kind of enjoying them I'm enjoying elements of the plot but I wouldn't say that they were going to be my favorite thing ever um I suppose the only thing that did annoy me slightly was the fact that since the first one we haven't really had uh, a murder mystery that has been solved satisfyingly enough for me um so I'm really hoping that the fourth book has a mystery that is actually solved and that isn't solved like halfway through the book leaving us with like nothing to go on with I do you think if they're gonna have like if the author's going to bother putting these murder mysteries into the plot instead of just like missing dogs or cheating wives or whatever it is a PI is usually dealing with then they deserve to be treated with some sense of gravity um uh, in terms of their involvement in the actual plot as opposed to just being like something that takes place off screen in between amusing asides with the talking cat and the batty old lady it just seems like they're kind of fading further and further into the background with each book that i read which is troubling i do really want to continue reading the series and find out you know who the dark one is and what all that stuff's leading up to and what's going to happen to the characters that I do like in the novel and I really like Jill herself as a main character still I'm slightly put off by there being 32 books in the series because I honestly don't know what could keep it going for so long um, but I guess I'll find out or attempt to find out um i think the next installments for it are on the amazon wishlist so if you'd like to go ahead and purchase some of those that would be great and you can of course let me know what you think of the series um and if you'd like to see more episodes about that series in the comments section on youtube or by contacting me via twitter or email which is in the description box of this episode don't forget you can also donate to the patreon and uh, that they were usually um real-time videos of me on saturdays which go up on YouTube as well. So if you're just listening over on Castbox, go check those out on YouTube uh, for just some fun, witchy content. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!